involved. There probably are fewer Toys R Us kids these days. Uh, Toys R Us has been dealing with financial problems for years, but they seem to be worsening to get a sense of just how much. I want to bring in Noel Hebert. He is Bloomberg Intelligence Director of Credit Research. Uh, I always love speaking with Noel. He is an expert on everything having to do with all of these smaller companies that are struggling uh, and that were once much bigger and, and better uh, companies. Noel, so what, what's, what's the deal with this company? I mean, they've got like $5 billion of, of debt. Uh, they were once the mainstay of every childhood uh, in America, and they are no more. What's going on here? Well, I think that's it. That's what's going on. I think <laughs> All right. We're I think we're done uh, here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, so I mean, I think, you know, the, the big thing that's going on here is obviously, you know, so, well, not obviously. I mean, the company was LBO'd several years back uh, by an amalgam of, you know, Fernando and KKR and Bain. And, a bunch of, oh, just LBO'd, so a bunch of private equity companies got together and they agreed to purchase it, but they uh, had it borrow money to pay for the purchase that they agreed to. Exactly. Yes. Okay. So, so you, you know, you picked up a bricks and mortar retailer, which has a pretty hefty, sort of operating cost structure, not least of which because of giant mass releases they've signed as part of a deal to help finance the the takeover years ago. Uh, and so they've kind of been left with this, you know, very heavy cost structure in an environment that's obviously working against them in terms of the dynamism, whether you're talking about online retail or over the years, you know, starting you know pretty much right after the LBO, you know, you started having more and more enterprises, whether you're talking Walmart or Target or more recently some of the department stores, using that toys category as a loss leader during the holidays to bring people in. All of that chips away, chips away, chips away at that sort of all-important holiday season for these guys. Uh, and because of their, you know, heavy debt load and everything else, their ability to respond is restricted. But, you know, this has been going on for a long time, right? I mean, this has been mm -hmm. the backdrop for a while. Yes, this year has been the year of Amazon where everybody will pay them to lose money. But, you know, I have to wonder, uh, you know, what tipped them over the edge? Uh, you were talking, you and I were talking earlier, and you mentioned Lego, yeah, so Lego is definitely a big category for them. And so if you think about, you know, different categories of evolution over the years, I mean, so they were able to navigate, uh, you know, sort of the disintermediation that we got when sort of the cell phones started taking over from the, the gaming console. So entertainment used to be a huge category for them, increasingly less over the years as people have played less video games, you know, on the on the television versus on their phone. More recently, if you think about uh, Lego, which is a huge partner for these guys, uh, I think actually their largest. Um, it you is know, their largest, their largest yeah, partner. So, so in the wake of you know the Lego movie, that category just went gangbusters. And it's a high margin business for them, obviously high traffic, so they did very well in the wake of that. Since the Lego movie, whether you're talking about the Batman movie or even heading into Ninjago later this year, a lot of the other intellectual property hasn't resonated as much, and whether that's you know, people having too many Legos in the house already, or it's a it's a function of you know just people caring less about those properties because of the lack of newness. Who knows? Either way, it hurts Lego, and it certainly hurts uh, Toys R Us as well. As the mother of two boys who are five and eight, there is a saturation point with Legos where you don't want to be picking them up again or stepping on them because they hurt really yeah. badly. So what's the game plan here? I mean, basically, uh, uh, you know, Toys R Us hired uh, Kirkland and Ellis to restructure their $400 million of debt that's coming due next mm -hmm. year. This was reported by Bloomberg News. Um, does this mean that, that Toys R Us is really headed toward bankruptcy at this point, full on uh, uh, yeah. whole thing? 
So I, I think, you know, the, the bankruptcy, I mean, if, if we're looking at 17, I would think, you know, looking at them financially, there's no real reason to, but a lot of it really just comes down to vendor engagement, right? So if vendors start to get skittish and they pull back, um, you know, seasonal payables to the, you know, the domestic operation, which is called Toys R Us Delaware, uh, which is really the entity that we're really concerned with here, um, if they pull back materially there, that's a billion and a half of receivables. You get a material pullback and there, say, more than three, four, five hundred million. That could be real problematic for them from a liquidity standpoint. But barring that, and because they are such a material partner for a lot of their counterparts, you know, you would think they should be in decent position on that. But anything beyond that, it would be purely elective on their part, which just logically, at least at this stage, seems a little bit premature. So they could drag this out for, for a while longer, even though uh, the promise that they once had uh, seems to be fading. I think so. And if you look at, and, and you know, you and I have talked about many others in the space, but I'm even just thinking about the most recent one, which is J. Crew, right? You know, they had kind of a similar situation where they had some front-dated maturities that were very problematic, but they were able to get everybody in the pit and, you know, basically give away a little bit of equity, some new notes, and get people exchanged. Toys R Us themselves just did something similar with some of their European operations last year called right. True Taj. So there's maneuvers they can make. It's just you got to get everybody to the table. Yeah. You know, bonds trading at 80 cents maybe is a little bit more of an incentive for people yeah, to come maybe. to the table now. Noel Hebert, thank you so much for joining us. Bloomberg Intelligence Director of Credit Research.